Welcome to episode 32 of the Stick to Hockey podcast, as we're just BSing about the Seattle Sockeyes. <laughs> uh, Russ Cohen and Jason Martinez. Follow Russ on Twitter if you don't already, at Sportsology. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Jason Mert, J-A-S-O-N-M-Y-R-T. And also follow the Stick to Hockey podcast at Stick to Hockey Pod. Russ, welcome to the 2018-19 NHL season. Can't wait. I mean, this is this is the best day. It, it's the best day, even though we're getting delayed. Like, should I bitch about the delay already? I mean, <laughs> I, all these other games, it's like, if you win the Stanley Cup, there should be a half-hour delay. I get it. But if you didn't win the Stanley Cup, give me 15 minutes of nostalgia and start the game and drop the puck, please. Well, what do you think? Like, Vegas raised a banner. Right. Now, That's different. That's fine. You're fine with a Western Conference banner? Yes. To me, you raised one banner. Well, but they've never had a banner, so yeah. we got to cut them a break. All right. So it's not like a participation trophy. It's just they actually did accomplish something, so it's worth noting. Right. Okay, I, I, I can buy that. Um, so the first couple of days are underway, and we're glad to be back. And look, I'm trying to get this to do, be weekly. My world's been a little hectic lately, as you know. Yeah. And maybe you read the papers or a couple of websites. But anyway, I digress. Uh, the Stick to Hockey podcast is back, and we're really excited. <laughs> i got to tell you something. I know this is way out of order, but we were talking about the Seattle Sockeye when we sort of like were on, but we weren't on. There's an ultimate Frisbee team called the Seattle Sockeye. What? Really? And so like, yeah, they have a Twitter handle, and people people are complaining about that. But, okay, let's, let's actually start there, because okay. we are going to get the 32nd NHL franchise. We still don't know what year, though. Yeah, they, I, I think they're going to be ready for, not next season, but the year after. So the 2020-2021 season. The year before the lockout. Yeah. Right. Uh, and use that as a reason not to lock the players out again. Oh, no, no they'll lock the players out again. You think so? I yeah, mean, yeah. The, the that's second just, year of a that's franchise. That's just a reason to have a profit before you lock the okay. players out again. That's <laughs> yeah. That's so, all that is. To hit the bottom line sooner rather than later. Yes. So, Seattle, how are they going to balance this out from a divisional standpoint? Because obviously Seattle's going to be in the West. Right. Do you move Arizona to the East to balance out the... I mean, who else is a, a potential candidate... That could move to the Eastern Conference and have it make somewhat, you know, some kind of sense. Arizona is still too far west. There has to be a better, a better choice. Dallas, you know, Dallas isn't bad. Dallas isn't bad because they're also in that weird time zone, right? So Colorado, uh, Minnesota. No, I think you know, I kind of like. Dallas. Yeah. I mean, Dallas is in the East in football. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I like Dallas. That's that's a good one. All right. Well, I got one lucky there. Yeah. All right. So we'll take the Stars. And, you know, they're a good team, and but they're not a perennial team that's there every year like the right. Chicago Blackhawks. They're pretty Hawks. damn good this year, though. Yeah. They I, are. I, I think they're going to be a playoff team this year. So that's kind of how... Haskinen. Remember, we got to remember to say yep. Haskinen. Uh, he's... On fire, so I mm-hmm. don't discount the stars. All right, well, let's um, let's go. This episode, we're really kind of like this is like the I haven't taken my Adderall episode, right? So we're really going to bop around because there's so much to get into, and we're just going to fire off different things, and we're going to have some um, awards predictions and some predictions in this episode. Um, but I want to start here. Some of the young guys around the league, who's impressed you, Kakaniemi? Yeah, Kokinami is, is an impressive kid, but I don't know if I like him playing the whole season. Mm-hmm. I, I just we'll you get see. just the nine games and then Yeah, you head, I would okay. give him the nine and then do something else with him simply because I thought he was really good going into the draft. I got to see him for a few tournaments. I think there's still some things to work on. Not a lot. And I know, you know, everybody overrates kids this time of year because they want them all to stick. So then you'll say, oh, I couldn't believe he made that play. But, you know, we lose track of him. And then all of a sudden when he gets close to nine games, then you're like, you know, he made that play. He probably shouldn't be here. That's what ends up happening with these kids. Like Barrett Hayton just got sent back today. And he was on the roster. He was hurt. I don't know if he ever even got in a game. I'm not sure for Arizona. A lot of times fans look at that as failure. It's not failure. It's It's just just an extended look. They gave him a taste. This is to, a lot of times when teams want the extended look or are giving you the taste, it's to fire you up for the season. Hey, this is what the NHL is like, kid. Now go out and, you know, cream the world. That's really what that's about. And what it is, too, is now you know what you need to do when you come into camp next year. And we're expecting you to stay next year. Elias Pedersen. I think is the most impressive rookie because he could shoot like anybody in the NHL. Like there's, mm. I don't know if there's anybody that you're going to say from around the goal mouth is you know any more dangerous than he is. How he, old is he now? 
20? 19 or 20. 20, yeah. Yeah. So, so he's, he's, all he needed to do was put some weight on, and, and he is remarkable. He's, he's gotten out of the gate quick, but I, he was my preseason Calder. I'm not going to change that. I like Kaylor Yamamoto a ton. Yeah. I didn't know if he was going to make the team out of the gate or not. Now that he has, he's certainly going to be in the Calder talk if they, if they do the right things with him, if they leave him where he is on the second line, mm-hmm. I still would rather have him on the top line instead of Ty Ratty because I don't believe Ty Ratty is Patrick Maroon in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. But whatever, they like that. Keep him on the second line with Dreisaitl. And Lucic, Lucic likes it because all of a sudden he's got a guy that can pass him the puck. So that's a, uh, a big deal for Lucic because Yamamoto's a great passer. We, you know, we, look at other, we look at other teams. You know, Vorobiev has done well. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's there before, beyond nine games. I mean, depending on the injury situation, the injury, yeah. depending on the injury situation, I think that's helped him. Mm-hmm. I, he scored points. He's okay. Well, he got the luckiest first NHL goal he he'll ever get. That was get. A, a ridiculous. He's he's okay on faceoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, he's been a plus player, but he it's looks early. Like he belongs though. You know, just he the does eye test, so you know? far. But remember Provorov? You know, preseason. Everybody thought a couple. You know, the year yeah. before he made it, he's going to make it. And then by the end of the preseason, there were a few hiccups. He hasn't had his hiccups yet, so we don't know how bad that'll that'll cost him but but he's looked good so early on I certainly like him as well uh Miro Haskinen like we talked about I mean this is a guy that can control the puck man yeah. he's fast he can control the puck he is fluid he he may not be the scorer that Klingberg is but he's better at everything else especially defense he's a great possessor of the puck he is he yeah really I mean, he is. showed yeah. that he, he's one of those guys like Carlson like he could just have it lose it have it get it back to you guys keep passing it back get it back again you know he is that guy so I I'm really high on him as All well right, so you just mentioned the name Carlson let's just keep bopping around we're going lily pad to lily pad here today yeah um, and we'll see him tonight as we record yes. this episode on Tuesday as the Flyers start their season against the home schedule I should say against the San Jose Sharks no Joe Thornton he's on the IR with the knee but we will get a first-hand look at Carlson as a member of the Sharks with Brent Burns and you know, they're a team right now trying to figure it out, but it's going to take a little bit of time. When you have a player that's that talented, I think it's almost harder to assimilate and figure out how to play with him because you want to play to every one of his strengths. And by doing that, it takes time to figure out where you need to be for guys that sometimes can't articulate those things because they're just so good. Yeah. But they just, you have to learn where to be and how to play with him, and yeah. that takes time. You have to know tendencies. I, mm-hmm. I, when he was signed, I knew that there would be an adjustment period, also because of preseason, and they never play these guys, and they don't play them enough together yeah. to let them gel together. So that there's that. He's also, like you said, because he's a possessor of the puck, it's like touches in the NBA. How many touches will he get? How many touches will Brent Burns get? You know, I saw they had him and Vlasic, and at times they both were holding their hands up like, who's going to get that puck? So there's those kinds of things have to sort of be ironed out. And while they're being ironed out, their power play started off 0-10 this year. Yeah. Which, you know, is going to get better. They've got yeah. the personnel to have it be yeah, Everybody's better. freaking out, though. They're going, oh, my God, we thought yeah. this was going to be the best power play nah, in the NHL. You, just, you gotta give it a, Burns a forward. Yeah. And, you know. It's kind of like if you get, like, a new Jaguar and you, you never drove a stick before. It's mm-hmm. going to take a little while. Uh, all right, let's jump to another lily pad. Because and I don't seemed... have a Jaguar. I have a little Nissan. So. Okay. Well, that's, that's two of us. <laughs> I have a bigger Nissan, but... Yeah, story of my life. Um, but anyway, another th- another team that I was really interested to see how they would get out of the gate, and they played two of the most entertaining games that, so far this season, is the Washington Capitals, the Stanley Cup champions. Now you see, you know, they come back off the cup and they open up and they just just flogged the opponents seven nothing the Bruins. But then that Pittsburgh game was crazy. Um, they're scoring goals at an alarming rate, which is a lot of people love. I'm not one of them. Um, but they look like a team that's going to have to be reckoned with early here already. Yeah, no question. Uh, they are going to have to be reckoned with. It's top five power play in the league. You, you know, this is a team, if it's five on three, forget it. They can do it on an hour night's sleep. Yeah, they're, matter. yeah they're, they're scoring yeah. every time on five on three this year. Like, yeah. it's just, it's going to be remarkable if they don't. If they have, like, over a minute on a five on three, you're in trouble. Well, you have Backstrom quarterbacking it with Ovechkin's release, John yeah. Carlson. I mean, TJ, yeah. forget it. You're dead. You're no, right. you're, you're dead. So that's, that's one thing. The offense is certainly great. Uh, Ovechkin, again, people just made too much out of his drinking. It's like, I watched him, you know, training really hard from like the middle of July on 
and he put it on Instagram, and like I said, he was strapping on things and just like pulling machinery, man. He was like he, a Von Drago in yeah, uh, Rocky Four. He was. I mean, he was doing like old school stuff, and he he looks great. You know, Jakob Verana looks really good. They have a ton of offense. We were all worried about the defense, but here's the funny thing: early on, Brooks Orpik looks like revived. Yeah, and and so and again, that was the biggest hoax. Oh, jeez, yeah, trade him, <laughs> uh, buy out, resign him. It's yeah. like the loophole of loopholes. Yeah. Um, the let's bring up let's stay with the Caps real quick okay. and the game again, that was against the Boston Bruins and the Marchand incident uh, with Lars Eller. Right. What did you think of that? Did you uh, think that was a suspendable offense? Uh, here's the thing. I I think it's always should be conference called and seen. I'm okay with it not being suspendable because Eller was asking for it. Like yeah. you just don't he did do a that. jackass thing. Yeah, he did a stupid thing to yeah. do. You Celebrating a seventh goal. A seventh goal, uh, you know, to the opposing bench. Yep. You know something's going to happen when you do that. But he's got to drop the gloves if he does that. He's got to yeah, protect himself. He does. And he didn't. No, he he did. I mean, he it, it, Lars Eller's pretty soft, right? Yeah. So like that's all you're going to get. That's not his game. It's not his game. Yeah. So I I think I know there's a lot of Marshawn haters, but I think they actually the right thing happened there with nothing happening. Yeah. The only thing I have a problem with it is they're trying to take headshots out of the game, and it's not just body checking or predatory hits that are the headshots, but also when when you land a couple of blows like Marshawn landed on Lars Eller— that's dangerous. It is. It is. And that's, you know, and that that's something I, another lily pad to talk about, but while we are worried about the headshots in the game as far as hits mm-hmm. go, we are not really calculating fights. Yeah. And and I looked up Michael Haley and I don't know if you know how many like penalty minutes he had last year. I'm not sure. I'm saying it's around 212. Okay. Now you probably think it is. Really, there's somebody in the NHL with that many. He yeah. had 22 fights, I believe, and mm-hmm. and Wilson had around 18, and then McLeod, who's still in the league, had yeah. 10 or more. And you know, so my my problem here is there should now be a sliding scale on how many fights. So in other words, there's a you Marshawn, yeah, yeah. Marshawn, you had a fight. Next one is a one-game suspension. Yep. You get another fight, the next one's a three-game suspension. You get another fight, the next one's Regardless a ten-game suspension. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I because agree Because these with are that. all headshots that players mm-hmm. are taking that all of a sudden are not really being calculated or, or, you know, unless you're a repeat offender. But again— Yeah, 20 fights in a season is one every yeah. four games, yeah. essentially. Yeah. So it's too many. And Haley's still in the league. Yeah, and— I mean, there's some guys that are tough that are in this league that can play a little bit. And I don't care who the player is. Sidney Crosby gets in the fight. Hey, yep. you get warned next one. And he probably won't have a next one, but the next one, yep. this is what happens. But I think there needs to be a sliding scale. Yeah, and guys will be a little bit more reticent to do it. Yep. I, I totally agree with that. Um, I would have liked to have seen a one-game suspension for that just because I didn't like the punch. Okay. Yeah. It, it, look, it was a great punch, but it's dangerous, and that's that's my issue with it. Okay. If you're gonna, and, and I know now the appeal of... The suspension for Tom Wilson is underway. Uh, he got 20 games. Are Which is go despicable. A- it is despicable. Yeah. I know the PA has to do its job, mm-hmm. but, ugh, God, I hate it. And, and look, it's almost like, hey, PA, you should be protecting the bulk of your players from a predatory player. I know, but here's the thing, though. We have to admit one thing. Donald Fear, since he has joined the NHLPA, has made that the strongest PA in yep. all of sports. The NFL is the weakest. The NHL is the strongest. Yep. Baseball sort of like in this middle spot where they barely have a heartbeat because really nothing good or bad happens. But yep. the NA, they're going to fight it, and yep. they shouldn't knock it down. They really shouldn't. Well, this Batman was gets it first, and he can actually knock it up. He's not going to, though. It, it, he's done it before, though. Yeah, he's not going it's to. It's rare. But, um, so he already little, knows that there. there's other fights looming yeah. down the road, so he's going to have to leave this one alone. To use Bill Daly's term, he's not going to make that the hill he's going to die on. Right. And so, um, does it go it goes to the independent arbitrator? Yeah. Okay. And do they knock it down at all? Yeah. What do you think? They knock it down four to six games? But you mean take off four, four yeah. or six? Yeah, I think so. So you're looking at like a 12 to 14 game suspension, maybe if you went eight. Yep. So, okay. Yep. I, I could see that happening too. He's losing a ton of money. Tough. Uh, I mean, he tough. just signed a new contract. Yeah. And he got overpaid, by the way. Yeah. Um, his value to that team is very high, but not to necessarily any other team. So everybody looks at it, you know, point, you know, the, the dollar per points is pretty high. I mean, look, I, 
a good a good buddy of mine on Twitter and a guy who I've met in person, Matt Barnaby. He scored 20 goals as a Ranger once. Still doesn't mean he was a 20-goal guy every year. But he got paid for it. He did. Yeah. In that day and age, you could, though. Yeah. No salary cap. Um, so, okay, let's look at a couple of uh, new faces and new places. We talked about Carlson. Let's go right to the Toronto Maple Leafs and John Tavares. What have you seen out of Tavares so far? Uh, everything that we've always wanted to see out of Tavares, and when we've seen it in like international competitions and or Olympics, pre-knee injury and those kinds of things, just a dynamic player. Like, yeah. just, it's unfortunate. Not overwhelmed by the market. He's just... Yeah, he doesn't... None of that... He is a unf- deadpan guy. Yeah, un- He's unfazed. Unflappable. He he knows what his strengths are. He's playing with Austin Matthews. He'll make Matthews better. As we see already, Matthews is coming out of the gate ridiculously hot. It's just... With the Islanders, it was a shame because when he was pre-draft year, I went, went out to to see him play in the game and out in Oshawa, I think it was. And and I could tell he was already bored with that league. Like yeah. He was already too good for that league, right? But I could see how great the, the kid was. And I, I was writing, boy, the Islanders get this kid. This will change the franchise. And it, it didn't. No. It should have. He was a great player for him. And it should have. In should've. nine seasons, But it you have to do other much. things. You can't just be one player, you know? And, and they never did enough to really show off his greatness. So now you go with the Leafs, even though they're defensively deficient, offensively they're great. Yeah. So now you're going to see the best you'll ever see out of John Tavares. Like this I've always thought this that if, you know, this this year is going to be an unbelievable year for him. Yeah, it's going to be and uh, could end up being his career year when it it's be. all said and done. Yeah. Um Austin Matthews has there ever been a player that is the best first game of the season player than him through 3 years? <laughs> I mean, every year he's tremendous in game 1. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> my brain hasn't really tracked that enough. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe JJ Dejanal, someone. Wow, there's, 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 there's probably somebody fluky that, yeah. that has done that but as well. But he's done three years in a row. I know. I mean, it's no, no. Just but stunning. this is just the greatness of Austin Matthews. Yeah. But I, I will tell you this: recently, someone said, "Hey, who do you think's better?" And I get these things all the time now because I'm a prospect. I, you know, the incumbent first round pick this year, Jack Hughes or Austin Matthews, and I said, I think Jack Hughes might. Might have the ability to be better, mm, and the only reason I said that is because, like Matthews, you could cover to some degree, like you could slow him down a little, whatever. Nobody, I've yet to see a game, a tournament, wherever where Hughes is blanketed for even one full game. Now I know it will happen in the NHL, right? Because yeah. you, it just it does. But those kids, the kids he's playing with now. Can't it just do it. it hasn't happened, and, and, and it, it probably and won't. you could slow him down for like two periods, but then the third period he'll kill you. Yeah, and so I need to see that before I could say Matthews is definitely better. But I I do love the fact that again, he's an American playing great in Canada because first year they were like, well, let's see what we got. He was, he was yeah. a guy from Arizona, and now it's like, well, he's the greatest guy that that we've seen. Could be out the of greatest the, Leaf ever. Yeah. yeah. So I just I enjoy the trans you know transformation, mm-hmm. even though for me it's not really a transformation. All right, you mentioned Jack Hughes. Let's go to this lily pad. Okay. Jack Hughes, who's going to be in the running, top three to four teams to land the services of Jack Hughes? Uh, New York Rangers. Yep. Uh, Detroit Red Wings. Hmm. Uh, Ottawa. Ottawa's close because with Thomas Shabbat and Craig Anderson there, depending on how long Anderson stays. They could just miss out on that. There's certainly a player for it, but I guess put Ottawa in there. So that's three. I I still think the Islanders are going to end up in there. I don't care how the, well they started Bryce out. Bryce has kind of kept them afloat here. Yeah, well, Leonard had a shutout. Yeah, you know? and Leonard as well. Yeah, you're right. So, but, but again— but look, I, you— all it, of a sudden, their goalies look a little bit better because you have a coach that knows how to coach. Well, that does help. I mean, yeah. there, there's no question. I mean, we could talk about the Flyers and goalies all day. Oh, yeah. And so that that does help. Who is going to be that other team? Uh, it's the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. But I mean, they had a decent final third of the season last year, but they're not ready to go there Matter of fact, if, if we ever get to the point of who's the first coach that's going to get fired, we might be going circling back to Arizona. Is that right? You think Tockett's got a short leash? Well, I mean, he started off slow last year, starting mm-hmm. off slow again. Yeah. Well, yeah, you got to build on what you did at the end of last season. Although I, never, I don't believe him. I know, but it's just the year. optics of it. It's yeah. like, you know. Yeah, and they bring OEL back and the commitment. Yeah. And, and yeah, you're right. And, and who knows with a guy like Chica, Yeah. How he's going to handle that kind of situation. Um, so you talk about, we talk about the teams that will be in the running for Jack Hughes. Let's talk about the teams that are going to end up at the top of this league. Okay. Um, I think we're seeing 
pretty much what we expected out of a few teams. Is there any teams that you expected more out of here in the first week? And I know we're only three games in at most for some of these teams. Anybody you looked at and said, boy, they don't really look good. Well, I mean, it's easy to say the Sharks, but I'm going to push them aside because mm-hmm. I felt like that whole thing with Carlson is is something like that, and we'll just leave it there. Uh, St. Louis? St. Louis I didn't have in the playoffs. I don't. Really? Yeah. Even though they have tremendous centers, mm-hmm. I'm not a Jake Allen guy. Yeah. And so last minute, I you bailed know on, you can't have, you I, I bailed on, on them. Now, they could get into the playoff hunt with another goalie, Yeah. but until they get that other goalie... Uh, you know, it's terrible with Florida and Luongo. We, Ugh. you know, we don't know if this knee will be chronic, but I don't have a feeling it is. So they're going to have to just pretty brutal. I know, but like Harry Price had that bad one too, and then he was done. He there was a lot of mystery around the Price one. There was goalies get knee injuries, they do, and mm-hmm. it is. But they, but some have come back from them. I've seen three or four that have come back from them. If obviously if that doesn't happen, Florida's screwed, right? Yeah. I mean, now Hutchinson's a pretty good goalie. I look past James Reimer. I have no faith in James no, Reimer. No, he can't be carry the mail. So you got to you know, hope Hutchinson did, does there what he didn't do in Winnipeg, right? But he did do it at the AHL level. So you mm-hmm. think if if he's given the chance that he could do it? I mean, so there there is that. Uh, yeah, I can't really look at any. There's nobody, you know, Pittsburgh. You want to say Pittsburgh because they, yeah. that's fine. But I mean, they I don't, always, they're going to straighten it out. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so concerned yeah. about Pittsburgh. So that, they that's, know to win the stand on the gas. Yeah, you know what I mean, they do. Um, when you look at uh, a couple of teams, let's look at a couple of teams off to uh, better than we thought start. Look, Chicago, for instance, right now, they look pretty good. This injection of youth looks yep. like it might be changing them a little bit. Well, I'm not going to go that far. I I think Taves is on a mission right now. Mm-hmm. If nothing slows him down, then maybe that's a good sign because last year was an ordinary year for yeah. you know for the captain. Uh, he looked old last yeah. year and tired. I frankly. mean, Kane was trying to match goals with Matthews and lost that battle. Yeah. Like that's and so and that's a passing of the torch in a way. Yeah, Patrick Kane's still going to be a great player in this league, but he is getting a little older. So I love the theatrics though. The, yeah, putting the hand up to the ear yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, this is fun. Yeah, they were having fun with it. The guy who I didn't mention early on because I had. Didn't know he made the team as Henry Okaharo. Like, this is a kid who has great ability, especially on the power play. He's really got an accurate shot. He's got five assists already. I know, and he's got a very accurate shot. So, playing with Duncan Keith. Yeah. Who, by the way, looks terrible playing away from the puck. Like yeah. Duncan Keith, it's it's getting long, it's, and Seabrook is. It's really apparent right yeah, now. Yeah. And so, old. I don't know how many games they're going to win seven, six, five, four. Like, it's just, that's the way it's going to have to go for them. So, I'm not sold on the Blackhawks, but. I think they get more out of Schmaltz, and I do like Yokoharu a lot. Right, how about the team leading the Pacific Division right now? Anaheim undefeated. And I'm looking at this team. They're, again, starting a season with key injuries. Right. But they're they're really good in net. Yes. Um, and no Corey Perry for, what, five or six months? Yeah. And boom, they're off to a great start. Two reasons. They have organizational depth. They've drafted really well. Maxime Comtois is a power forward with speed and skill. And sometimes those guys takes a little bit to click. Well, without Nick Ritchie there, he fits that bill. Like, that's that's what he does, and he actually has more skill than Nick Ritchie. Yeah. So he's fit in really, really well. That's, that's helped him. John Gibson... There are some people that don't like him. I've always been a supporter. I thought it was smart to get him locked up long term. Mm-hmm. He's had some really sharp games already. I, you know, they have like four or five injured forwards, but their youth is doing it. Can it do it over a long term? I don't know. Last year I picked Anaheim to come out of the West. This year I didn't. Yeah. And maybe they will this year. Maybe yeah. you know. Well, they just everybody got caught up in that steamroller of Vegas last year in the Western Conference. Yeah, it's going to be different for Vegas. Yeah, and let's let's go there now. Let's go to Vegas, yeah. and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Not on this uh, instance, but Vegas they go down opening night. They do get a, the, their first win of the season uh, thereafter. But when you look at Vegas, and you know we know they have Max Pacioretty, who's gotten his first goal as a Vegas Golden Knight, and we know some of the additions, and we know some of what they lost. It's going to be really hard for them to duplicate because it seems like there's a blueprint there now Yes, to beat that team. And to me, the blueprint's pretty simple, is to get pucks deep and put all that pressure on their defense and make right. them go 200 feet. Right, and that is and that is a big deal because, you know, without Nate Schmidt, mm-hmm. they, I mean, they're sort of lacking that one guy. Shea Theodore is a guy that can carry the puck up the ice, but Schmidt was better at it. And, and the other guys aren't ready yet down below. So that's something where 
that 20 games for Nate Schmidt, that's really going to hurt hurt the team and It'll really be behind, be behind the eight ball. It'll hurt them out of, out of the gate. I still expect them to be a playoff team because of the additions they made. And Pacioretty was a huge one. And Stastny's no you know no joke either. I mean that's oh yeah no those are those are good additions. But yeah, defensively, once you now get into their second pair, number four, yeah. it's getting a little weak for them. Yeah, and the, and you ride the storyline last year. Yeah, now that's gone. Oh, it's gone. I mean, the speed is still there, but teams know how to deal with it now. Mm-hmm. They and and you there, saw the Flyers in, their, there, in the opening game, and there they was a Vegas the flu for the first month and a half. Like, hey, we're in Vegas, we're having fun. Oh, we're losing. Yeah. Like they did get some cheap wins out of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't mean cheap because they weren't good enough to win the game. No. I just mean that maybe the other teams, you know, didn't have their uh, mind on the game. Yeah, and yeah, and, and couple that with the fact that they thought it was an, a, your everyday. Expansion team. Right. And they were anything but. Right. Um, when you look at the situation out there uh, in Vegas, their team, could they end up being a wild card team? Is, is, yeah, they I actually that? think they are That's a wild card. That's where I have them, too. Yeah. When I look at you know that division overall. Now, speaking of dealing with injuries, the Kings lose Jonathan Quick. And this is a very tenable situation because anytime you have any kind of core or groin-type issues, hamstrings, for that position, and couple that with the fact that he plays the game like uh, a rubber band man, right? Um, this could be something very distressing for them. Yeah, because I expect them to be a playoff team, but yep. I don't know. They're always veiled in secrecy when it comes to injuries with Quick. Do we have any idea what, what the deal is? Well, I'm not sure they have a timetable just yet. I have not seen that. But, uh, I mean, it could be really catastrophic for a team. Like they don't have great depth at the goaltender. Well, I don't know. All right, so let's... Do you, do you like the... All right, so let's slow the roll on this. So, once upon a time, winning gold medal after gold medal after gold medal, I loved Jack Campbell. Mm-hmm. And then Jack Campbell got a, lost in the soup, from what I've been told, maybe in his own head. Because he was always a very athletic, very great hand, just guy who could play the, the game, right? Yeah. And then it got away from him. So then he got traded. And then he got traded. Then he did win a Calder tr- you know, tr- uh, championship with Texas. Yep. And we started to see Jack Campbell like come out of the the soup there. Then the Kings smartly got him. Yeah, I think he can handle it. I don't know for how many games. Maybe he will yeah. have to, you know, be a tandem. But he's already gotten a point for them. Yeah, and so I think Jack Campbell for a short time can do it. Yeah, I think if you get in any period of time that's eight or more games, that's where he's going. They're going to have trouble. Yeah, and then you're going to get into back to back situations. I mean, here's the funny thing. I know the Flyers felt like. They had the King's secret recipe when they got Kim Dillabaugh, yeah. but they didn't. The Kings always produce goalies. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, I will even admit that I remember when Jonathan Quick was playing for Reading, which isn't that far from here. Yeah, in the ECHL. And I remember saying to somebody, let's see what he's like when he gets to the NHL because I'm not sure. Well, yeah. You know, I was wrong on that. Yeah. Well, a lot of people were. And you look at, you know, a lot of people want to credit Kim Dillabaugh for. The RVH and the way that Quick approached the position, and it took the NHL a while to adjust to what he was yep. doing. Yeah, uh, they did, and now he's readjusted, obviously, because I mean his save percentage last year was his highest in five years at nine twenty. You always have to, though, right? The, yeah, you know when you're getting an aging goalie, every mm-hmm. couple of years you've got to keep it up there. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I saw Lundqvist; everybody's shooting for his glove. He's catching that now. Yeah. So like you know, it's like, hey, I know that's what the scouting report mm-hmm. is, but no. Well, you saw Flurry last year played yeah. way deeper in his net, so he had less ground to cover on. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, cross ice passes. Yeah. So goalies. The one thing about goalies is, and I'm gonna keep you out of it, <laughs> not mm-hmm. being a jerk. Goalies, when I was growing up, were not that great at athletes. Mm-hmm. You know, Eddie Jockham and those guys, they were yeah. really good at their craft. Yeah. Then, like guys like Richter, in that era, yeah. they started to become better athletes. Hashik was. And Hashik and. No technique yeah. type craziness. And, and. They started to become better athletes, and then now they're just as good as any any other oh, yeah. athletes on the team. Like they're yeah. on the bike all the time; they're mm-hmm. doing stuff all well, the time. Look at a guy like Bobrovsky. I yeah, mean, it's ridiculous the the regimen that he goes through. Yeah, I mean he's got a gym in his house. Yeah. And, I mean it's insane what he does. Yep. Um, one of the other things when you look at uh, the Eastern Conference, and you look at a team like Boston, why do I have this just vibe that they feel old to me? Well, they do feel old, but they still feel like they could be good old. I always bring up the... Uh, they were the best team in the league for the last 20 or 30 yeah. games. But you remember that California Angels team, like 82, they had Doug DeSensei and they had mm-hmm. a bunch of old guys and they made it. Yeah. You know, they, they kept winning, winning, winning. 
they didn't win at all, but but you could go a certain amount of distance with an mm. older team. I don't know if you can do Bergeron's that in the NHL. already had a hat trick before yeah. we even got on the air. Yeah, but he's so, also got a bum knee and a bum this yeah, and a bum but, that. You know, it's they still have a great line. Pasternak and and Bergeron the other night were just throwing it to the net oh, and yeah. they pick up rebounds. You know, they added Ryan Donato. Anders Bork is playing. It's another good drafting McElroy team. And, and, and McAvoy yeah. has been like tremendous. Yeah. Just tremendous. And so it's a mix of young and old, but the mix is good. Yeah, I just keep saying from a skater's perspective in this league, it's just such a young man's game yeah. that they feel old to me for some reason. Yeah, but uh, they might have the right mix, though. Okay. You always have to have a mix. All right. Um, let's go into the Metropolitan Division. This is a really intriguing division. You, you brought up the Rangers, and they're yeah. going to struggle. No, they're, I, mean, they're... I don't think there's any question about that. Does Lungfist finish the year as a Ranger? Yep. You believe he does? Oh, yeah. He, I he think is fully committed. He's finishing his career as a Ranger. Okay. He will, he will not get—he holds the hammer on this contract, too. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to get traded. He's he's either going to ride out into the sunset and go back to Sweden and maybe play one more year for them at some point, mm-hmm. or they'll be so close that they'll re-sign him for a year or two on the back end of this contract to try and go one more time. Like, it depends—that depends on him. The team has— Plenty of resources, yeah. and they're not in bad cap trouble. I even think this that team will go in Rangers in the offseason will go heavy after Panarin because they already know he wants to yeah. play for him, and maybe we'll even dip into the Carlson pool if he doesn't resign with with the Sharks. They do that, then you want Lundqvist there still, right? And yeah. I think ultimately that's the plan. They're going to be horrible this year. They let Georgiev stay in there for seven goals the oh, other day. Oh, man, what are you doing to the guy? Seven goals. Oh, so that's an indication that, all right, we're going to lose some games big and whatever. Uh, Quinn just probably just wants to get his message through this year. Yeah. If he does that, he'll feel Set like a standard. it's— standard. Yeah, he, yep. then he's done something. All right, let's get into uh, some predictions here because uh, we want to make some— Pseudo. Now, who's going to hold the list? Are you going to hold on I'll to hold it? I'll hold the list, right. yes. Right. I don't know where it'll be, but right. I'm getting kicked out of my office here. Um, but anyway, um, so we want to make some pseudo preseason predictions. We know the season's already underway by a couple of days, but it's not a big deal. So let's start. Let's actually, actually, we're going to come back because we've got to still get to Nick Ritchie and Nylander, by yeah. the way. So we've got to jump to those lily pads because I forgot about them until now. Let's start with the Jack Adams. Um, who was your prediction to win the Jack Adams Coach of the Year? It's such a bad. Year? It's such a bad trophy. I remember the first time I ever covered the NHL awards, Bobby Francis won, mm. and and Bobby Francis was fired the next year. It's happened a couple of times. I know. Yeah. And so you feel bad. I think it's going to be Bill Peters. I could see Calgary mm. having a really nice year, and there's nothing else to look at other than they got Noah Hannafin. The Furland trade for that involved Lindholm is good, but other than that, everything else is going to be coaching. You know, Dougie Hamilton. You know, yep. You know, so everything else is going to be coaching. Okay, so you so you like Bill Peter? That's that's a team that's playing in a very tough situation. Um, when you look at, they still have a great top line though. Yeah, it it seems like a really good fit. Yeah, and Bill Peters there. My my coach of the year. You know, I've been struggling with this one because I I always look at it and go, if you're going to be the coach of the year. You have to play for. You have to be coaching a team that nobody expected much of. So, who are the teams that nobody expects much of that have a legitimate chance? You look at Buffalo, maybe. But I I'm think not it's an Housley. outside outside chance. Yeah, That's I'm not buying that. If I'm looking at and Housley, if we ever talk about coaches that could be in trouble, yeah, we're going to circle back on that one, especially so. if they can't get it together defensively. Yeah, that's where his that's his bread yeah. and butter. The I guy mean, I look at is Jared Bednar. Okay. You know, they had the meteoric jump last year, but that team looks so legit to me they now. They are legit. And I'm going, wait a minute. What the hell happened so quickly? Okay, so there's a Besides few things. Besides McKinnon. So two years ago, Dijon. well, two years ago, they had the Patrick Waugh hangover. Mm-hmm. He literally waited to what, a month ago? Oh, yeah, it was three and, and a half weeks before the season. And, and says, man, yeah, you know what, guys, I'm, I'm out. Yep. And so he does that. He drops that bomb. Yeah. So Bednar gets in there. The year never gets on track. They stink. But they had some good Epically players. Epically bad. They had some good players though. Like Rantanen still had twenty mm-hmm. goals that year. Now Rantanen, you look at him as a, as an all star. Yeah. All you know, he's going to be a tremendous player for maybe even a top ten scorer. Yeah. For a, a few of those years, so you look at that. They've also drafted well. Varlamov looks like he has his stuff back, which is a big deal for him. Yep. And so all of those things make them a contender. And Bednar, 
yeah, Bednar looks good now because he's letting McKinnon be McKinnon, yep. who I think Taking was the handcuffs MVP. Off I, him. I think he was the MVP. I think he's a chance to get the MVP again. Definitely took the handcuffs off him. They just look good to me, and they've yep. gotten good, like Zadorov. Mm-hmm. They've gotten better results out of their defense than I think we all would have expected. Yeah, to me, that's a team that I think some people may have believed because they got in on the last game of the season last year over St. Louis, and they looked at it and go, well, they're probably not going to be able to do that again. Yeah. So that's a team that I could see coming in like second. And they're really good at home. They have a really good home record. Mm -hmm. And and again, I always say the Sam Girard pickup was massive. Oh, it's huge. And, And people... Some people hated him in his draft year. I loved him because this is a guy that was always buzzing around. Fly. You could never and you could never catch him. He's not going to be, you know, a sixty-five point defenseman, mm. but he is really tough to to deal with when he's on the ice and he's very gifted offensively. That's just another Stretches guy. Ice, yeah, yeah, that's another guy they were able to add into that mix. All right, so I'm going Bednar. I'm going to write Jared Bednar here. Okay. I'm just going to good pick. You got Bill Peters. I got Jared Bednar. Yep. All right, so let's go right to let's go to the Calder. Okay. Now. This is the one where I take the most heat for. You, You're the prospect this is, guy. I know. This is not a big deal for you. I've been yeah. doing a prospect show. It's coming on 14 years. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the draft floor at the draft. I'm not supposed to know this one. Right, right. So I'm like Mel Kuyper at the draft, <laughs> except I have no hair and he looks weird. Yeah. I, that's, so I, I, people look at me and want to know in July who it's going to be, and I never do it then. I'll do it now. But it's, I, I said it preseason. I'll continue. It's Elias Patterson. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he's got all the opportunity. There is nothing holding him back. I don't think he's going to be an injury problem, and he could score goals, man. He can get points. He's just as gifted. He's a he could he could be a pass first, shoot first yeah. guy. He's one of those guys that could do both. I, I'm going to go with the chalk pick. I'm going to go with Dalene. Okay, because watching how effortless he makes plays. Yeah, um, and I've just seen him. I think two times so far this season, and watching the Sabers, and they're not a great team by any stretch, but still. Um, just watching how effortless he moves on the ice, mm-hmm. he doesn't need to think. He doesn't look overwhelmed. Um, I don't know that he is shaving yet or that he has hair under his armpits. Yep. But he, to me, I go, wait a minute. Yeah, he's he, on the power play. He's he's yeah. on that top unit in overtime, mm-hmm. which could be a great unit oh, Imagine for them. him in three on three. It's just yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, opportunities yeah. there for him. Yep. All right. So you got Elias Pettersson, and I've got Rasmus Dahlin. All right. Okay. So let's go next. Let's go to the Selkie next. I think this is an interesting one. The Selkie is a tough one. It, yeah. it really is. Because you think, oh, of, it's the usual candidates. Yeah, it's going to be Bergeron or, or Taves. Now that Taves is having a great mm. year. And I remember in years past, I had put Couturier. Uh, before that, I had put Miko Koivu. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, Franz Nielsen. Mm-hmm. You know, he had a great year for the Islanders. I kind of look for the for the oddball. I'm going to go with JT Comfer of Colorado. Mm. He is a real shutdown guy, and I just I can he I, have the offensive numbers to get there? Yeah, that's it's weird because you have to have offensive numbers now. I know. I want to say he had 40 points last year, but I don't know if it was even yeah. that high. But he's good enough there where I think if that team gets hot. He'll start to get recognized. It shouldn't be this way, though. You shouldn't have to worry about any points. Yeah. Shouldn't be an offensive. It shouldn't be defensive. an offensive anything. But yeah, I think I, I like the pick. I All think right, you're going to JT Confer from. It's a dark horse. I get the Avs, it. and I am going with Barkov. Okay. Because I think this. Uh, Who I did vote for last year. You did. Okay. Yeah. Um, to me, he's going to have the offensive numbers. Yeah. He's the captain of the team now for the Florida Panthers. I think he's due to become the household name. To me, he's the best player that casual fans don't know. Yeah. And I, I will tell you, if you're a casual fan and you're listening to the Stick to Hockey podcast right now, do yourself a favor. Go down a YouTube rabbit hole and type in Barkov penalty shots or yeah. shootouts. Yeah, he's the best in the league now. Okay. Uh, bye-bye. See you in three hours. Yep. Because you're going down a rabbit hole. It is It's a shame unreal. they've got 12 people in the stands when... Mm-hmm. When he's doing it. yeah, at home. But his skill and ability is off the charts offensively. It is. And he is a great defensive player. And don't forget, that team did everything they could last year to get into the playoffs. They just ran out of runway. Yeah. That's a team I think that's going to be, I don't think they're a top three team in the Atlantic. Yeah. But they're a wild card team. One wild card team comes out of the Atlantic, one comes out of the Metro. I mean, I haven't picked to be the wild card, but if Luan goes out for the year, I, I kind of wish yeah. I could redo it. But 
No, I, I, I agree with you. Okay, so I got Barkov, you got JT Comfer. Obviously, Barkov isn't, is a, has a much better chance oh, yeah. to win it than JT Comfer. I took a chance on this one. Yeah, well, you, I mean, you can either look like a genius or an idiot. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. It's like I'm every day of that. my life. Yeah. All right, let's go, to, uh, let's go now to the Vezina Trophy. The Vezina is interesting. I, I wish that writers could vote on the Vezina, mm-hmm. but we don't. General managers. Yeah. And and so I kind of wonder like why why the GMs for the Vezina? Yeah, I don't know what the you answer don't see is. You see some like. guys enough, you know, right. As a GM, so. GMs don't travel everywhere. Are they yeah. getting video on all these guys? Are they all just sort of getting together at the GM meeting? Like, hey, who do you like? Yeah, who do you like? Like, I, I'm not questioning them, but I just I'm curious. Yeah, but there's a lot of good choices here. Like, I think it's narrowed down this year as compared to other years. Even though you probably could still throw a guy like Flurry in it, but I really I like the Winnipeg Jets. I like Connor Hellebuck a lot. Mm-hmm. I believe in Hellebuck. I believed in him two years ago when Jets fans were sort of like not sure about him. So I, I go with Connor Hellebuck here. All right, so you're going Connor Hellebuck for the Winnipeg Jets, and I'm going right to John Gibson. Um, he's got his team off to a good start. He does. He makes saves nobody has any business making. He does. Um, and I think that his he numbers are going to be good. He only gets hurt once in a while. That's his only thing yeah. that could derail him. Availability. And that was maybe what hurt Flurry last year. Yes. Was that he wasn't available for the entire season. So I'm going to go Gibson. You got Hellebuck there. Yep. Um, so we haven't agreed on anything yet. All right. The, <laughs> the Rocket Richard. It's the makings of a good show. Yeah. The Rocket Richard. Uh, I, you know, that's it's a tough one because there are some really great offensive teams out there. I I still like what I've seen out of Austin Matthews. I would have liked it anyhow with, with Tavares there. So I think I'm going to go Austin Matthews. You're going to go Austin. You're going off the board a little I know. bit there. I know. Yeah, I'm going right to line A. Okay. So I, I think 53 this year. 53. For 53 for line A. Yeah. You're going to break the 50. and It's possible. 53. And he's just ridiculous. Yeah. So Confer has two goals already this year. So I'm not, I'm not well, worried about it. You're off to a good start. I had to look it up. My phone took a long time. People were wondering. All right, and the heart I used trophy. up all my data. One of the most intriguing battles of last year in the regular season was for the heart trophy. It, guys were coming into this conversation and then leaving it and coming back. Whether it was Kucherov or you know Taylor Hall, who ultimately hotly contested, it. even yep. down with, to the end within the Professional Hockey Writers Association, very hotly contested. Uh, we had that. We had the picks this year be. um, transparent. Yep, for the first time. For the first time, and then we saw some really bad picks. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I did have Claude Drew on my ballot. I continually tell people that. I did. Deservedly so. Second in the league in points with 102. But I know he was left off some, which I don't get. I'm going to go John Tavares, because I think Tavares Hmm. will make Austin Matthews better this year, and I think people will recognize that, because he'll have a career year, too. All right. You didn't go to the second level in your thinking here, and I'll tell you why. Mm. Um, if Austin Matthews, as you predicted, wins the Rocket Richard, uh-huh. and Tavares has a great year, uh-huh. Austin Matthews is going to splinter the vote. Of nah, I don't Tavares. think so. You don't think so? No, I think this will be a watershed moment for Tavares. Like, I think in other years you might be right about that, but I think this might be the year when Tavares ends up with like 112 points or something. They say, yeah, you know what? Can't deny it. Can't deny it. Yeah. We have to give it to him because he he probably should have won before, but he only had a couple of seasons worthy of it. So I, that's the reason. All right. I'm going chalk here. Hello, Connor McDavid. I'm Jason Martinez. Nice to meet you. Uh, 126 plus points this Such year. Such an unimaginable pick, though. It's like there's no. I know, but he's going 126. That's a ballsy prediction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He won't get that. But you don't think so? No, no. I'm gonna even write the 126 points. In this era, it's funny. Everybody wants to call him the best ever since Gretzky, right? Mm-hmm. And still there's Sidney Crosby. I want to say Sidney Crosby had 131 points one year. Did he have that many? Did he go to 131? And what year was that, 09? Yeah. It's really early. I'll have to, I'm going to look it up as we talk. But 126 is a high bar in this age. Oh, yeah. It's Especially hard. with these goaltenders. It's hard to break 100 uh-huh. now. Yeah, but to me... This guy's ready to go just to another level. Yeah. We've seen him just go from level to level to level. He's tremendous. You know, maybe Ty Ratty, I can't even say it with a straight face. Yeah, you don't even I do can't it. go there. You cannot do that. I can't All right, so it. let me look. I'm going to see. Did Crosby have a 131? Wow. I don't remember. It was 120-something or 130-something. He had... His highest uh, is 120. Okay. And that was actually his second year where they went to the Cup and okay. lost. 
He had uh, seven in seventy nine games, thirty six and eighty four. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's uh, in so one twenty. So that is a sick he, number. If it. If McDavid beats that, because I look at that as the high water mark, like in uh, this changed era, adjusted post lockout era, or whatever you want to yeah. call it, yeah. that's right out of it, basically. Right. a year and when change things changed a little, right? Mm-hmm. If he yeah, does you got that, all the defensemen that couldn't skate. If he does that, game. I will turn the corner and say you're finally better than Crosby. We know it's going to happen. See, he's not better than Crosby, but he's not until yet. He gets the, I mean, Crosby has. I'm not one of those guys. Nationally, I mean, look at everything. Oh, but are you going to be one of those guys that you have to have a cup, or is it going to be? Because again, that happens with quarterbacks in the NFL, and I feel it's unfair. Yeah, but in that sport, Crosby's put his team on his back. He has. So many, he's got players around him. I get it, but he scores the biggest goals in the biggest moments. One-handed, backhand, I mean, it's unreal. So he's got it's a long take way a to go. Together. He does have a long way. Talent-wise, he's probably the best in the game right now. Yeah, but best player—that's a different. I think it's a different question. It is. That's fair. Right, uh, William Nylander and Nick Ritchie. This Nylander situation is going to be. They're going to send him to a two-year deal and trade him. What, what's going on here? Well, that's the thing. I, I don't think a long-term deal is going to happen here. And you, both sides want that, but they just can't get there, can they? Well, yeah. The problem is. Is that William has a dad that's done this, Michael? Michael, and he's a you know a bit of a handful. Mm-hmm. He's being nice, and I think he's steering him down the wrong path. I mean, already Kasperi Kapanen has assumed his role. Yeah, and doing well. And doing well. I just picked him up. In so fantasy. yeah. So <laughs> there's so there's no fall off there for the Leafs offensively. Mm-hmm. So there's no reason. No urgency. There's no urgency. Yeah. And but the problem is. You got a new GM. Mm-hmm. This and, and you already have the other, you know, person in charge or the person in charge, I should say, Brendan Shanahan, basically saying, "Look, in the old days with the wings, and I get it, it's not the old days, but he's basically saying you got to fall in line here if you want to win a Stanley Cup." Yeah, we but, just went out and got John Tavares. Right, we have Austin but, but Matthews, Nylander, and Mitch Marner, but Nylander is 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 saying the line, and Richie's been very quiet. I will say that I haven't heard anything out of the Nick mm-hmm. Richie camp. But Nylander's like, "Well, I got to take care of myself." Well, okay, while you're taking care of yourself, yeah. And, and I do believe this is a holdout. I know that there's a situation where, yes, they're not under any contract here. Yeah. So you could say technically in a court of law, it's not. Mm-hmm. But the guy's holding out. Yeah. Don't tell me he's not he's holding, holding out, out because for a new contract. He could hold out for 10 years. The team's going to still have his rights, right? Yeah. So it's semantics. Yeah. It's semantics. And so he is holding out. The longer he holds out, the more chance of there being a trade. But yeah, I could I see there being a two year deal and then him getting dealt pretty quickly? I could. Yeah. And and, and I hate to, to say that, but it's just Winnipeg. Yeah, I mean for Truba. Yeah, I mean it, that's what they're hoping for, but you know, at this point, even though Nylander had like sixty nine points, he's a really great player. I don't know if he has the currency to even get a Truba in this yeah. league with a defenseman. Yeah. I think they're going to have to get more. I know Leafs fans will gasp at that, but they haven't been. It's a it's two three years they've been trying to get that number one defenseman to be. And they with still don't have it, or number two to Riley, whatever, and they still don't have yeah. it. And and maybe Timothy Liljegren is that guy, but it's still going to take him mm-hmm. a couple of years, even though he'll play with the team next year. This it's, is tough. This is a situation where yeah, it's ugly because their window with yeah. the addition of Tavares. Is so wide open, maybe more than it's been in in Toronto in decades. It's the worst time to be a holdout, yeah, or or not have a contract or whatever you want to call it. Now with Nick Ritchie, again, Maxime Comtois has walked into your position, yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Yeah, you, and he had it a really nice year your last bargaining year. Bargaining spot, it does. It lessens it, and again, they're a team that doesn't have tremendous cap space. Excuse me. So I think he might get pushed into a two year. <laughs> To your deal as well. I'm not drinking in the studio, but not yet. Well, Lipton Pure Leaf, even though yeah. they're not sponsoring us. Yeah. But at any it rate, be. I got one over here. I know, I know. Yeah. That was that's the only thing we've agreed on this yeah. whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> Although you went with a different kind than I went with. I, I unsweetened. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what's I'm in there. Lemon uh, yeah. and vodka. Um, but I digress. <laughs> um, so anyway, um, Flyers opener tonight. Uh, what have you seen out of them in the first two games? I've seen. Better goaltending out of Brian Elliott than people have said there would be. He does not look like a guy who's coming off two core surgeries in the last seven months. No, and I think months. he started to show that at the end of preseason. Mm-hmm. But everybody that I talk to, shows and otherwise, all revert back to, but, 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 but you know what? But the goalie, but the goalie. But we they don't, don't realize that he had, last year, before his injury and before the surgery in March, 
he was the 13th ranked NHL goalie, I want to say, save percentage was. Yeah. Um, goaltending was not their issue last year. That's the, like the old tire net. It was in the playoffs because they were banged up. Yeah. But it wasn't otherwise. Yeah, I mean, when he came back, he clearly came back too early from a surgery. Oh, yeah, and we knew that. He's not the issue. I know everybody says, no. oh, we're going to sit through another season of Brian Elliott. And, no, no, no. And and, and Neuvert, who knows? I mean, looks like he's back on the ice now. And Picard, they're probably going to have to carry three goalies. Um, do the injury, and they can do that with the injury to JVR. Yeah, but that's a pretty, pretty big blow to get that injury to JVR at five to six weeks. It's it's a blow. I mean, when he took a puck to the knee, yeah, no surgery though, right? It's just no. yeah. So that's that's a good thing. He's been fairly healthy in his career, so yeah. it's Especially a shame. Bounce back. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame the home crowd won't see him, but he'll bounce back. I'm not worried about it. I think the defense has been good. I think for number seven. The Flyers just fans just look for someone to pick on. So let's pick on Christian Fole, and it's like, Whoa. look, come on. He, you know, I always say like, well, he shouldn't have been in that game. Okay, but he, he's not going to play that much. Like, don't yeah. worry about it. But why did you take Gudis out of the game when he didn't have a bad game in Vegas, and you're coming off a win? I don't and, know. And Dave Haxtell is usually a guy that's, hey, if we won, let's not mess with it. If you ask me, and and this could be way off base. I mean, Folan, didn't he play college hockey? Maybe Hackstall remembers him in college. There could be a soft spot there. Well, I got no time for soft spots. (laughs) Listen, there used to be. Dave Hackstall's had a soft spot before. Oh, yeah. For other players. Vandevelde is the biggest soft spot probably of anybody. So there's that. But here's the other thing. And I like Calvin Pickard a ton. I actually think that was a great pickup by the Flyers. Really good positional goalie who doesn't panic. He has one problem. There's one problem with him. He put Gritty on his mask. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> I saw that. He did it. Gritty's made it to the NHL. And Gritty might be one of the biggest stories of the NHL over the past 30 days. I think players are going to grow to hate Gritty. because really? Well, because look at all the press that Gritty is getting mm-hmm. over them. It's not, the like Claude, it's not like Claude Giroux and Gritty on The Tonight Show. Although everybody's been making fake Gritties. Like, yeah. these other ones have been Yeah, fake. Conan O'Brien did it. Yeah. And and well, he, no, so did Stephen Colbert. That yeah. wasn't the real Gritty either. Yeah. But, again, I just think when your mascot, for whatever reason, and maybe after Halloween it'll pass because yeah. he does look Halloweenish. It's the he's the biggest star, so he'll be on the orange carpet tonight. Oh yeah, I, I saw a video where I don't know he's at some store and he's pushing off sharks off the shelf. Mm. Like it's just it's too much. Yeah, he went to the aquarium the other day. Is that and what saw it was? It, yeah. it was too. It's too much gritty. Like there's too much thought. It's gritty overload. It is a gritty overload. Yeah. There's too much thought had to get him into different situations. We're gonna see way too much gritty tonight in the opener. Like, it's just, ugh. Yeah. I'm not a mascot guy. No. I didn't even realize that 29 NHL teams now have a mascot. Which almost does seem like an edict from the league, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I get why. I talked to somebody with the I don't. Team. No, no. I don't get why. Why? Well, why do you have to have it? 300-plus community events a year. Right. You can only ask the players to be a part of four. Right. It's very limited because, obviously, in season, it's very difficult. And they want to kind of finally move away from having a Broad Street bully out every time they go out. Doesn't because have to be a Broad Street bully. Why not have Danny Briere? I know he's a GM, yeah. but I'm just saying someone of his ilk. Yeah, you could, but, I mean, this is a way to be a spectacle for kids without having to really pay I mean, I know somebody you're doing the kind of money you pay Danny Briere. I, I know you're doing a show with Chris Terrian, but he's probably got some other free he's time. He's in a suit. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking he's news. T- he's too tall. Yeah, you're I think, right. I know Gritty's seven feet, but he's too tall. Like Then there would be a problem of... Like, Gritty would be nine feet if he was actually in there. He'd be nine feet if Terrian was yeah, in there. And, and frankly, Gritty's a better skater. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but I digress. All right, uh, we'll be back next week. Another episode of the Stick to Hockey Pod. Follow Russ on Twitter, at Sportsology, at Jason Mert, at Stick to hockey pod. Enjoy your hockey, everybody. Good luck if you're in fantasy. Maybe we'll do some fantasy coming yeah, up we'll on do next some week. Fantasy. Or so. Absolutely. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be back next week. Stick to hockey podcast. Thank you.